Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm John and today I'm going to be talking about a supplement that I got from Realm Fables recently on Kickstarter. Now you may recall a while back that I talked about point crawls and experimenting with them and obviously as you'll know if you've seen any of my games I'm a great lover of the, the hex crawl slash point crawl sort of open world model you know where there's a big map and your party of hapless player characters exploring at their leisure making enemies allies and finding amazing discoveries along the way and like most gems i'm a pretty big fan of world building although i try and sort of squash down those instincts a little bit and focus more on the stuff that's going to be immediately important to running a game since any GM who's been gemming for a while will tell you probably the slightly sad expression on their face and a little bit of a shake of the head that however excited and interested you are in your campaign world, the players are never going to be as excited and as invested as you are in your own campaign world. And that's the way it should be because they want to focus on the here and now of the stuff that's currently going on in the game. And obviously they're focusing that through the lens of the player character that they're representing and the party of heroes that they are allied with. So they want to focus on the adventures and the stuff that's going on at the moment. And as I say, that's probably the way it should be. Although it is sometimes difficult to resist the urge to create loads of world background and stuff like that. And if you enjoy that and you don't mind that probably most of it won't ever get used or ever be seen, then that's great. You know, crack on to your heart's content. For myself, I find it a bit disheartening if you put that much effort into something and it doesn't get used. Now, that's no shade on the players because quite rightly, they're focused on the exciting bit of the game, which is the actual game and what happens during the session. And that's how it should be. So I'm often finding that I'm looking for shortcuts or random generators or stuff like that that enable me to create a sort of campaign world or a map or a background or something like that without me putting in all of that agonizing effort purely because then if a lot of it doesn't get used I don't feel bad about the fact that it's not been used. So I'm like, oh, I just made a few rolls on a on a few random tables and I've made a few links between different elements of these random tables. So it doesn't matter if it doesn't get used. I didn't spend weeks and months agonizing over it. But also, it, I've still got the general details of the world filled in. So if unexpectedly the players suddenly go, oh, we're going to go to the World Spine Mountains in the West because we've heard about orcs being in the mountains and we want to see what's going on with that, it means I've got a little bit of detail there and I can flesh out the rest of it as need be without going to loads of effort beforehand that's potentially going to get wasted. And this is where some of the tools that are in the Realm Fables Kickstarter can really come in handy. At the level I backed, I got World Generator Volume 1 and 2 in hardback and a load of other stuff in digital format. And also as a stretch goal, I got the Sandbox Creator printed booklet. Now, the Realm Fables World Generator books are effectively big lists of tables, 
different ideas for how you can create a world and do it very quickly and very simply but still have something that stands up to sessions of play and i'll probably talk about those in more depth in a future episode but for this one i'm going to focus on this lovely little sort of digest size book which is the sandbox creator and when i received my package in the mail this morning my eye was immediately drawn to this little booklet because as i've said i love a sandbox and effectively this gives you a sort of framework for creating a sandbox and it says all you will need to create it is your standard deck of playing cards a collection of dice a pen pencil a notebook and your imagination and even the introduction reminds me of like the old fighting fantasy books that i love so much and the way you use it is this, is you roll a d6 to choose your sandbox style, or you choose one of them yourself. And there's various different ones from verdant sandboxes to wasteland sandboxes, alpine, grassland, oceanic, and planar sandboxes. You then draw a number of cards from your playing card deck one by one, and you lay them out in a grid. The more cards, the larger the sandbox. They recommend eight cards as a good starting point, laid out in two rows of four. You reference the playing card table of the relevant sandbox style, and you take notes on the descriptions of each area of your sandbox. So the one they've got here in the top row, they've got a little example diagram that shows the four of clubs, the eight of diamonds, the king of spades, and the six of diamonds. So if we look at the verdant sandbox, which is like sweeping forests and lush jungles, we can see that in the top left, we have the four of clubs, which is a tangled dark wilderness of evergreens. To the east of that, we have the eight of diamonds, wet caves filled with radiant growth. To the, sorry, to the east of that, I should have said. To the east of that, we have the king of spades, which is a valley of flesh-eating plants. That sounds pretty cool as an adventure location. And to the east of that, the last one on this row, we have the Six of Diamonds, which is a cobwebbed backwards and groves. And obviously the row below, you could do exactly the same. I won't go into it here. But you reference the suit and the number on the cards. You look it up on this verdant sandbox table, and it tells you what sort of terrain you're going to have in that particular area. The, what you do next is you roll a d20 for each area and you place the d20 at the top of the card. You can then turn to one of the d20 location tables in here. And these are sort of split by the different uh, suits on the cards. So if I was looking at our four of clubs, I would roll a d20. So let's say I get a 16. I would look on the clubs table and see 16 is standing stones so i know in the top leftmost card on here for our verdant sandbox we have tangled dark wilderness of evergreens sparsely scattered with standing stones you then roll a number of d6s and you place them beside your d20s to determine the hostility level at that location obviously the bigger the number, the more hostile people are likely to be. And that ranges from, it's a D6, so it ranges from one peaceful friendly up to hostile attack on sight on a six. You then roll a D12 for each card to determine the main inhabitant type for each area of your sandbox. And this has a generic list of 
random sort of races from humans, elves, dwarves, gnomes, drow and fey to undead, orcs, demons, bird folk, giants and multicultural. After you've done that, if you wish, you can roll D8s and place them on cards to represent the current weather within that area. And we've got a series of D8 weather tables, each related to a specific type of terrain. And then we get a little tip here saying you don't have to roll on every table for every card. You may even want to roll more than one D20 in order to add more prominent locations to a specific area of your sandbox. There's a little bit of a guideline for using this for solo play. There's a little bit of advice on game pieces, saying use meeples, miniatures, or tokens. You can also use coins or chess pieces. And I don't know why, but for some reason, the idea of using chess pieces on something like this really tickles my fancy, so I might have to look at that. Maybe it's all of the chess playing my younger brother did when he was young. He was quite good at it. I was rubbish at it. But the pieces still hold a certain fascination. We then get some advice on creating a point crawl where you basically link up uh, prominent locations within the area to become destinations. You then flip a coin to see whether north, east, south and west are passable. So obviously there's only two choices, either yes or no. You then draw the relevant lines. Any locations cut off from roads will have to be reached by other means such as an airship. We get some advice on mixing the different styles together. You know, if you want multiple different types of terrain some advice on map drawing and then we get just a few little bits of advice on how you can create a story for your map and i've got to say that i think there's an awful lot of really useful stuff crammed into this very small book by shield dice studios i think it's a really great thing and given that this is effectively just a, a stretch goal getting a, a physical copy of this i think it's absolutely brilliant i will certainly be looking to use it in future games just to create a very simple sort of rough map of an area where gaming can take place and since i'm always looking for the possibility of cramming a another game into the alternating weeks where i'm not running my current osc campaign smoke and snow i may well look at purposefully setting up a short run campaign you know maybe like 10 15 sessions or something with the idea that the area it's taking place in will be solely created through the use of this sandbox creator i think that'd be a really fun sort of little experiment to do and i'd love to see how that would work out so i might float that idea past a few of my players next time we're having a session now i'm not sure if you can buy these books in a hard copy at the moment but I can see that you can get them on drive-thru RPG from Shield Dice Studios. They're very reasonably priced. The sandbox creator is like $4 or something, although these are only in PDF. And I'll put a link in the description of this show in case you're interested in checking out the sandbox creator or any of their other products and if you're in the market for something that's going to make your world building and your game area creation a lot easier as well as offering some interesting and pertinent advice to how to sort of like weld it all together without agonizing over it and spending all that time on it then i highly recommend you check out the sandbox creator i've had great fun reading through it since my hard copy arrived this morning and like i say it's really made me want to use it 
NAF future campaign. So you can't get much more of an endorsement than that. You know that if someone's enthusiastic enough to pick up a book and then they immediately like, I want to run this, then it's obviously spoke to them. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as well on what you think about these creator tools and these random tools for creating settings. Do you like them? Do you dislike them? Have you ever used them in any of your games and how did it go? If you'd like to get in touch and let us know about that or anything else to do with tabletop RPGs, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us a number of different ways. You can drop us a voicemail on either SpeakPipe or Anchor, or you could send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. And who knows, we may even feature you on the podcast in one of our voicemail bonus episodes. So until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun.